Welcome to our series, Behind the Scenes, the podcast that takes you deeper into the stories from our national partners in the national church worldwide. Ron has sat with incredible men and women of God and listened to their testimonies. And this podcast is a glimpse behind the scenes of his many adventures. Welcome to the studio, Karis and Ron. Okay, so the title today is A Little Lady with a Big Burden. And for this story, we go to Ethiopia. I was taken in this one day into this uh, locale. This was in the outback of Ethiopia, beautiful area. It was rolling green hills, um, a river running through it, and a church that we pulled up in front of that was made of um, trees, uh, shall I say, limbs of trees and um, small saplings, and it had mud on the walls, bit of a tin roof on it. And out back, they were putting on an addition that was going to be the training center, and it had a roof on it, but no walls yet, and it had bunks already made, and it was it was a lean-to. Probably would sleep and hold, I'm going to say, 25 people. And so I was inside visiting, and we had brought in about 10 pastors, national pastors from various religious backgrounds, and they were coming in to you know, answer questions for me and tell me their story. So we had this. It was incredibly inspiring. And a lot of these men, well, okay, all of them, had had dreams or visions. Mm. And they were, in a supernatural way, drawn to hear the story about Jesus, responded. Now they were leaders in their communities. I could go on with each one of their stories for a long time. But the one I'm going to talk to you about is this little lady that I met, and I was coming out of the church, and the Bible school teaching group had just broken up as well, and we were standing there, and the leader that I was with, he says, I want you to meet this little lady. So well, he went and got her, he went and got me, we stood off to the side, and he translated for me, and here's the story. She was a little powerhouse. She'd accepted the Lord, um, been water baptized, and then her family— had decided that she needed to go out and reach all her relatives with the gospel. So that meant that the sons, the daughters, the husband, etc., would stay at home and take care of the family farm, and she would be told that she was able to go to Bible school to learn how to share her faith, all the basics of evangelism and basic discipleship, learn the Bible, and she would probably be in school for that, I would say, now, People are over here going to judge this and say, well, it's not very long for a Bible school training. <laughs> but she was probably six weeks in training, maybe eight weeks, and then she was going to hit the road and go out. So um, she was just graduating the next little while, I think, and she was going to be able to go out and go and find her family. And this would be spread out over an area, and I'm going to say of probably uh, in a radius around probably 50 to 60 miles in any one direction. Wait, so she was going out to find her family members to tell them about the gospel? Yes, exactly. Oh, they okay. were scattered. In other words, they would marry. Right. But these were my second cousin. Extended three, family. Extended family. Mm -hmm. Second cousin, three times removed, right. etc. Okay. Who lives over in that village. I haven't seen her in 10 years. You know, all that sort of stuff. Okay. So therefore, she was going out to find her family. She had a huge burden. And this little lady was no more than a, oh, four and a half feet high, um, may, maybe maybe touching five, but that's about it. And she was just a tiny little thing. And uh, she had a big smile on her face. So I, I said, so your family are letting you go out and do this? 
I said, how long are you going to be away on your missionary journey? It looks like Paul's missionary journey. <laughs> so how long are you going to be away? And she says, oh, I don't know, maybe a year. Wow. And I'll probably come home a couple of times in that period to say hello to everyone, but I will go out and find them. I said, well, explain to me, how will you do this? Well, she says, I will go to the first village. And she says, I will sit in the first village. I'll find all my family members. I will stay with them. And it's the custom that if you have a relative coming or a good friend, you will take care of them. Um, you don't, you're, you're not obligated. You love them enough that it's right. the norm yeah. that you will feed them and take care of them. So I will have a place to stay, and I will go, and I will tell them about Jesus and what has happened. I will explain the gospel to them, and this might take for several weeks. And she says, and then I will lead those people to Christ, and um, then the pastor will follow me in the next little while. She'll get word back to him somehow. And the pastor will follow me and come wow. and start a church. Well, let's call it a house church of my family members and their friends. And then she says, I will move on to another family, another relative. And she says, I'll do the whole thing again. And she will just be on the move, and the pastor will come and start house churches behind her. This is a very normal way for it say, to happen. I was going to say, does that happen All often? the time. Wow. All the time. Because the best time for a person to do evangelism is in the first two years of their life being born right. again. That's the most powerful witnessing time for anybody in the world. Because... After two years, you change your friends, you change your habits, you lose mm -hmm. some of your um, uh, acquaintances, shall we say, and you got new acquaintances in the church. Right. But that's the good time. So here she is. In the first few months of her Christian walk, it's fresh in her mind. She's had training as to how to share, what to share. She knows the basics of the Bible, and here she goes out. So she's going to do this and this and this and this and this. Well, I stood there. I was more than impressed. I was inspired. Right. This little thing going out with this burden, and I and I'm going to hop ahead here just a, a year or so, and I I asked about her in time after she'd gone out. Yeah, she said just as she talked about, just exactly as she talked about the church as we started. She came back home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, now come back with me to my first meeting. So here I am, and I said, "Why are you doing this?" And I said, I, I think I know the answer, but I'd like you to tell me, why are you doing this and going out, leaving your family, putting all this effort into it? And she said to me, she says, well, I found the answer to life that we have been searching for in these mm -hmm. other religions and work, looking for in the wrong place. And she says, I found Jesus. And she says, I found eternal life. And she says, it's my duty to go out because they would do it for me. Mm -hmm. And she says, I will go out and I will seek and save the lost. And she says, that is my obligation because, get this, because I love them. Mm -hmm. And because I love them and they're my family members, I don't want to see them going to a Christless eternity. And she says, I want them to know Jesus so they can be saved. Well, that's the little evangelist in her coming out, but also explains what's in her heart. That right. is her burden. So this is a little lady with a huge burden for her family members. Why? Because they would do the same for her. I'm struck by her confidence that it's assumed that the pastor will follow and start a church because there will be a church to begin to start. Oh, yeah. She just knew that. She The confidence that there will be people who accept the Lord. Joy, we see this all over the world. It's this, is, this is the new definition of faith. You see, faith, as it's described in the Bible— has a substance to it. Mm. It's not a physical substance, 
But there is something there that the people know. The people will respond Mm. because they're watching it. They know there is that trust in the Holy Spirit to open their minds as the people open their mouths. And therefore, this little lady will open her mouth and tell her story. The Holy Spirit will be there. They know it. They're watching it all around them. They're watching God take control of situations. And they know how hungry they are. See, most of these people, Joy, in these situations are really disappointed with their religions. Mm -hmm. They hold on to it because there's nothing else. They don't know anything else. So therefore, they hold on to uh, Islam or, or Hinduism or Buddhism or any one of these world religions. They're holding on tight. Nobody's ever given them an option. And now all of a sudden, you've got the people who have actually found the truth. Mm-hmm. They know it's the truth. It answered all their questions that their their religions had. They've answered them in Christianity. And therefore, they're walking in with confidence brimming over in their lives. And that confidence is contagious. Therefore, the faith multiplies. It is a substance of a certain nature. And it is something that they can hold on to and they can present to someone else and say, if you do this, then God will do this. That's the promise of God. So the promises of God to them are solid. With us, many times, it's a hope. Mm. But with them, it's a solid. God an said expectation. it. I will do it. Yes. Faith yes. as an expectation. That's, that's it. Anyway, that's the little lady with the big burden. Okay. Well, we'll I, always remember. I guess so. And I will too now because <laughs> I am inspired and I'm going to reevaluate what faith means to me, really. I want it to be an expectation yeah. as it is overseas. It's and, really great. And to all the people listening to these stories, when you get to heaven, you are going to get the education of your lives. <laughs> As you meet some of these people, some of these saints, the little lady with the big burden, Mm -hmm. and you're going to talk to them. And your education is not going to stop, shall we say. Right. We are going to grow in heaven as we hear what God has done. We see it in the lives of people. We hear their stories. We are going to have a deeper appreciation for the work of the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the plan of God and everything like that as eternity rolls on. And I have. And listen— I'm just one person out here hearing all those stories. And my faith has grown ever so much. And my knowledge of what the plan of God is. So that means that that faith factor that I live with has grown from the first day I went into missions. And it's grown deeper. And my confidence level, really high. Right. This is normal Christianity, Joy. This is normal. Okay. Well, that was excellent. Very, very inspiring. Thank you.